Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Breakfast with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome to Breakfast with Game Changers. I am Bonnie D. Graham, thrilled to be here. We're a brand new show here on Voice America Business Channel, and I want to thank all the great people at Voice America for getting us on the air. It's October 5th, 2011, and we are live. Now, listen, Breakfast with Game Changers, you're probably wondering, what is that? I can hear you asking these questions. Bonnie, first of all, what's for breakfast? Everybody wants to know that. Second of all, what is a game changer? Is it a person? Is it a thing? Can it scale tall office buildings in a single bound? And how will you know when you see one? So we've saved you a seat at the breakfast table. Please pour yourself a fresh cup. And I'm drinking, let's see, today it's mocha decaf skim with light whip, excuse me. And we'll serve up the food for thought. I'd like to bring on my first very special guest. His name is Dan Mahold. He's a vice president of enterprise mobility at SAP Americas. And Dan, welcome to our first Breakfast with Game Changers. How are you today? I'm really good. Thanks so much for having me. How are you? Oh, pleasure, pleasure. Listen, we need to level set. I know that's a favorite corporate term today, Dan, but we need to level set on Game Changer. Would you allow me to read a couple of definitions I found on the web and then we can dish about it? Absolutely. Okay. I looked it up on Investopedia.com and they say a Game Changer can be a person who is a visionary. That's pretty heavy. Or a company that alters its business strategy. A Game Changer changes the way that something is done thought about, or made. A game changer has new and different ideas that stand out from the crowd, and on and on and on. So what do you think a game changer is? What does it mean to you, Dan Mahal? Yeah, I think, you know, your points are valid. I think, you know, companies are certainly made up of people, and people come up with, with great ideas and look for trends that are happening out there, and I think there's some big ones that, that, that you know, the, the true leaders or the game changers are looking at, and have really thought carefully about you know what 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 is really driving you know some of the changes clearly in the North American business market today and and prepared to talk about those. Okay, so let's talk about how will people know if they see a game changer? Will that game changer be somebody who walks down the street and we know who some of the iconic game changers are in the past, shall we say, 20 years, Dan? Will that person have GC printed on their sweatshirt? Will they be holding up a flag and say? pay attention to me. I have something to tell you. How do we know that the game-changing plans, modes, thinking styles, technologies that these people say they have, how do we know that they're worth listening to? Let's start there. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a lot about being bold and, and taking chances and taking risks based on, you know, whether that's that's a lot of experience or, you know, just, a, uh, you know, something in their in your gut that tells you, you know that, that that the world is changing. I, I think people resist game changers initially. They they come out with new ideas that that typically buck the trends of certainly the corporate world. Uh, there's a little bit of turbulence that they have to fly through, and then once their idea takes hold, uh, you know I think you know the, the the world jumps on board. So these people truly have you know an affinity for risk. They're they're not afraid to you know trust their instincts and and really move out. And I think there's there's really a key game changer that's happening, and, and I think all we need to do is look to the to the next generation. And uh, what I mean by that is is, and we we commonly refer to that at SAP as the I generation. And the I mm-hmm. is the little I that that precedes you know the iPod, the iPad, the internet. And uh, so we f- refer to this group as as the I generation. And, and if you really study this group, you know they're changing the way that that we're. we're we're doing business today. These folks don't like commercials. They don't watch talk shows. They've mm-hmm. never lived, you know, without the internet. Everything they want, you know, is one click tap or SMS message away. And and we refer to them as, you know, the most connected generation, you know, in the history of the world. They share everything in real time. Their pictures, their relationships, their ideas, really all their hopes and dreams. I think space and time really mean nothing to them, whether it's a different city, a different continent, a different time zone, it really doesn't matter. They're talking, 
and they're sharing and they're networking constantly. And I think the business implications are massive, and I think the implications for the world are even more profound. And, and it's interesting, uh, I read an article the other day, the first thing Gaddafi did when his country, Libya, rose up you know, to, to take him over was to shut down everyone's Internet connection. Mm-hmm. And I guess when you know, the United States uh, government established the backbone for the Internet, they had no idea you know, it would be used by citizens to overthrow their leaders. And, and if you look to business... We're really seeing a profound impact from, from this I generation everywhere. And, and at SAP, we recently instituted a program in North America called the Graduate Initiative. And, and what we did was search the country for 40 of the brightest, most creative, most diverse group of college graduates we could find. Uh, eight of them I was fortunate to, to join on to my team, and we gave them a very mm-hmm. tough assignment. We challenged them to design you know, an application, a mobile application, right that would transform how the largest retail in the company in the wor- retail company in the world managed, you know, their 300,000 plus stores. And and what was interesting is the way they work, they immediately opened a, dis- a discussion group online using some very common social networking tools. They were constantly feeding each other with ideas, with encouragement and with feedback and and really it was a perpetual flow of real-time innovative thinking, and, and really that's an R&D department's dream of how design, sh- you know, should work. And, and just, you know, sh- short five days later, they presented a storyboard of their application and absolutely blew us away. And it, w- it was a magical solution that, that truly inspired us all. Dan, so, what I'm you know, hearing you telling me is that we're no longer, well, my generation was called, I think, the me generation. It was all about, well, what can I do and how can I make my mark in the world? I hear you talking about I equals community. It's us against how, it's how can we change the world. There's a collective excitement, would you say? Yes, I There's would. A, and and, and, you, and a, a shared aha moment. I wanted to get that in because in, another definition I have, Dan, is that a game changer is an aha moment, and listen to this, that creates an extreme disruptive advantage or improvement. I think that's what we're talking about, Dan. Go ahead. And, and you know, it's, it, that's, that's intimidating. I mean, you, you walk into a, you know, an established corporation that has a very established brand and a way of doing things that, that has worked you know, for years. The, those companies are typically very profitable. They tend to establish you know, domains that, that people rule. And when, when these, these, these game changers hit their ecosystem, you know, it's very disruptive. And, and I think you know, people that, that embrace those, um, those changes openly, they're not intimidated or afraid of them, incorporate them into the best of what they're already doing and have the, the, the courage to change, you know, how they work, you know, the, the magic results and, and change happens and, and companies progress. And, and I think there's some amazing examples of, of those kinds of companies out there today in the world. Well, Dan, would you believe we're almost ready for our first break? As they say, my, how time flies when you're having fun. When we come back for our second segment, just you and me, kid, I would like to talk a little bit about a book I found a review of online called The Game Changer. How can you drive revenue and profit growth with innovation? And the co-author is none other than Procter & Gamble Chairman and CEO A.G. Laffley. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the book, but I'll read a little bit about the review I found, and I think this is what we need to think about is, uh, shall we call it, economic anthropology. How do we get the information from the people we need to figure out what our companies need to do to drive that change, Dan, and bring people in? And bottom line, it's profit, right? All right. Let's do it. Thank you. Okay. Justin, we have a minute to go. Let No, I see 15 after. Justin, why don't you take us out? 30 seconds. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. You're listening to the debut edition of Breakfast with Game Changers, presented by SAP. What's for breakfast? Stay with us for the next 45 minutes and find out. My special guest today is Dan J. Mahold. And before we leave the show at the end of the hour, we're going to talk to Dan about his www.connectededu.org organization about keeping game changing going forward into the next generation. Dan, you're doing some really great work there on and off the field, as we like to say. And uh, very, very pleased to have you as my first guest. So, Justin, let's do it.
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP. SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. Are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways? Listen for Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind. With host Chris Cooper, you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. These people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more. Be More, Achieve More can be heard live Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. No family can survive on two incomes anymore, let alone one. If you are supplementing your family's income working from home, then tune into The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio. Host Deb Bixler brings you sales tips, lead generation systems, and best business practices that guarantee direct sales success. Whether you're looking for a little extra cash or a career change, The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio, will give you proven systems that will work in your home business. The Cash Flow Show. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Breakfast with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Breakfast with Game Changers. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and I was going to say uh, we have a great announcer, Dan Mahold, my special guest, Dan. He said everything I was going to say about tweeting. We're part of the, the modern world, the active world, the online, as Dan said, the I world. Everything is I. Dan, when we left off, I was introducing you to a book called The Game Changer, How Can You Drive Revenue and Profit Growth with Innovation. The co-writer is A.G. Laffley, P&G Chairman and CEO. And I want to pose a couple of thoughts to you, Dan. He says in the book, it's clear that an information eco- in this information economy, successful organizations may have to become economic anthropologists to get the information they need and that is changing the game indeed any thoughts on that yeah yeah quite a few you know i think um there's there's actually more information than than any of us can possibly consume and uh, you know I, i when the these little memory sticks came out initially, you know, they were popular and people pass them around and, and pass information and, and they've, you know, basically 10x their capacity because the, the amount of information we're, we're thrown around these days is, 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 is almost insane. And, you know, I think great companies, uh, what they really look for are not only the volume of information that they have to decipher, but but really what are trends in that information that can really have a profound impact on their business. And there's one additional thing that, that, that you know, is, is critically important to an, analyzing and, and reacting to information, and that's speed. And if mm-hmm. you look at, at business over time, you know, there's, there's, if you're in the technology space, there's this thing called batch processing where systems are not connected so maybe when, when you have a slow period, whether that's overnight or over a weekend, you consolidate all your data and you produce information for decision makers, you know, two or three or four or five days after it happens. And in today's world, you know, that really doesn't work. And if you, you think about a company like Procter & Gamble, which, you know, has a market-dominant position mm-hmm. in the consumer products industry, you know, the ability for them 
to analyze information in real time has, you know, significant monetary impacts on their performance. It impacts things like their inventory, mm-hmm. whether their products are on the shelf in a timely manner, responding to products that are selling well, or in the in the unfortunate case when they don't, to kind of shut, you know shut the supply chain down. So I think, you know, companies have to look at information on two dimensions. You know, is it, is it high-quality information, and does it help make decisions? And then secondly, can you do it, you know, essentially in real time so that people buying your products are connected to people selling your products, and, and you're connected to your consumers, and you're gathering their feedback so that you can react much quicker and really – you know, this is this is kind of the rules, you know, of the game today, and and companies are doing this, and and I think Procter and Gamble is a great example of a company that's made amazing investments, very strategic, in in how they they use information that's coming off of their core systems, and and it's you know the, clearly they're they're the market leader, and there's a reason for that. So you know, I think mm-hmm. speed is as is as important as you know what you do with the information and how you decipher it. Dan, if you could see me, if we were doing the ultimate technology, I'm on Skype, you're on a phone, and I'm I'm on a Skype call with Voice America today. But if you could see me, you would see that I'm holding in my hot little hands here the latest edition of Information Week. And what do you think's on the cover? There's a number 500 in gold, and it's zooming off into the future. And the title, the cover issue is The Need for Speed. The consumer effect has accelerated the pace of business technology innovation companies that are leading the way. That's their cover story. But I wanted to talk to you also, Dan, about the fact everything we're talking about, I hear you saying we are raising expectations. Is this a dangerous thing? Let me clarify. When a company says we're plugged in, we're real time, we're listening to our customers, we know what you're thinking, we're going to give it to you, that product will always be on the shelf, that inventory will be up to date at a mouse click away, is that a dangerous thing for companies to raise the bar on what their customers can expect? In other words, will the I generation say, hey, they kept me on hold for three minutes, what's up with that? Or they didn't answer my email in 30 seconds. Dan, what do you think? Yeah, it's 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 an interesting concept for sure. You know, I think there's great ideas and there's great ideas, you know, that turn into action. And you know, one of the things that that I've spent my career doing is really thinking through and helping companies think through how they actually execute on on these plans and build speed and agility, you know, into their business. And and what's what's really risky about that is if you say something today, you know you're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna do something, you're gonna release a product, you're going to, you know, create a new program that has some advantage to the consumer, and you don't deliver. Those consumers have you know literally millions of place to land their experience. And what I mean by that is you know we're we're, we're this generation, and I think including ours. We're looking in places that we've never looked before, you know, for mm-hmm. performance information. And, you know, all you have to do is, is, you know, be a user of the Internet or of one of the social networking sites to realize that the speed with which information travels is, is almost unimaginable. And, you know, a lack of performance, you know, based on a promise a company or an individual or a nonprofit makes, you know, to, the, to their constituents they don't really control how the, those constituents respond, and exactly. those constituents now have a, have a place, you know, to put their information and their experience that's consumed by literally thousands, and in some cases, you know, millions of people. I, I was on a, on YouTube the other day, and, and the, just the volume of views is is almost staggering. You know, in 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 you know twenty four forty eight three day periods, you know up to ten, fifteen, twenty million people are are viewing you know these co- these commentaries. And so yes, I think there's there's considerable risk, and and I think companies are spending a lot of time figuring out. Okay, we're making these promises. If we don't deliver, you know the 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 implications can be very severe. Yep, 
Expectations, big word. I, I wanted to go a little farther in terms of game changing because our focus on this show, at least for the first couple of weeks, Dan, is on large companies. But nobody is saying that there is a, a fence, an electric fence that says if you're a small or mid-sized company, you can't pursue mobility, you can't pursue game changing technologies. I think it's across the board. And you know something? What's the old expression, Dan, from uh, little acorns, big oak trees grow, something like that? Yeah. From, from little companies watching and listening and positioning, then that's how they get to be big. So it's like get in the ball field with the big guys and see how they throw and see how they hit and see how that game is changed. By the way, I, I have a question for you. Do you believe the game changer, that term came from the sports world originally? I can't find the exact moment in time when somebody said it, although rumor has it that P. Diddy said it <laughs> in a music video a couple years ago. Do you think there's a sports, a sports uh, it, origination with that? Yeah, I, I honestly haven't thought about that question very, very carefully. But, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it came from P. Diddy or some coach or some spectacular athlete. But, but it certainly is appropriate for the world we live in today. Absolutely. Now, I have a, a couple more pieces of research I did, and this is a very interesting, uh, interesting thing. Following on what I just said, question was posed online: Can a large blue chip company really be a game changer and the answer on this blog i read was absolutely many stodgy companies and this is important dan reinvent themselves with better products and services the fun part is to catch the big ones like the caterpillars and the mcdonald's early in their revamped cycles game changers can come from any industry and almost any valuation if they change the game of course their market valuation will invariably change as well for the better so do you think corporate culture, maybe when we come back, we're getting ready to go to break in about two minutes. Corporate culture, do you think that corporate culture is so ingrained that it's hard for companies to have that trickle-down effect when somebody says, hello, we've just heard about the latest game-changing technology and we're going to adopt it, and people are scratching their head and saying, yeah, right. Or when people say, everybody on board, we're having a meeting. You know, there's that question of adopting new thoughts, Dan, the question of the flag waiver, the banner carrier in a company. Any thoughts before we go to break on, on yeah, how so long does probably, it take? Go I'm ahead. sorry, Bonnie, go ahead. Yeah, no, how long does it take for it to trickle down or trickle up? Yeah, it's, it's a loaded question, and, and I've got some insight on that because I'm reliving that. My, the company I work for, SAP, we have 55,000 people, and I think, you know, there, there's some comments I'd like to make after the break about, you know, leadership at the top, and then really an important factor that a lot of people don't see is, is called the ecosystem. And how does a company leverage the entrepreneurial community and, and embrace them, you know, as part of the thinking, the normal thinking that, that they incorporate in, in their own products and their own day-to-day -day motion? Very, very important. Uh, we've got about a minute before we go out. Any thoughts on your favorite big company that's done something amazing in terms of game changing, Dan? Just a, a thought. I know I'm surprising you with this question, but no, you it's have... quite all right. I, uh, I mean, I think it's probably the obvious answer for everyone, and it's it's Apple. I mean, if you look mm -hmm. at Apple, um, I mean, it's magical what's happened there, and I think it's it's caused all of us in business to take a step back and say. You know, we focus on the number crunchers, the accountants, the profitability, the margins, but really if you look at this company, what it's done is it said, you know what, the most important thing that, that matters in, in, our, in our DNA is mm -hmm. that the experience our customers have is phenomenal. And if we focus on that, all this other stuff will take care of itself. And, and I think that's a principle that's been missing in business for some time now, and I think they've brought it back and brought it back in a, in a roaring way. So uh, I would point to them as, as, you know, the shining example of what you can do if you really focus on the consumer and give them something that makes them smile. I it makes them smile. I've also heard that put as we want to give our customers a delightful experience, a delightful product. And you know, no matter what company I've worked for over the years, Dan, in in my marketing role, when we have 
internal focus groups, people sit around and say, what's your best consumer experience? What would you like our company to be like? You know the answer. It always comes down to somebody, I or somebody else raises their hand and says, can't we be like Apple? Can't we be like Apple? Can't we be like Apple? And on that moment, I think we're getting ready. I'm going to tell those of you who are listening online, if you're having trouble hearing the show, I'm told that you should be refreshing your web page for Breakfast with Game Changers on voiceamerica.com, and that will let you hear us more closely. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. I'm speaking to my eminent guest today, and I'm so thankful you're taking the time to join me today for our debut show, Dan. You and I are making history for SAP today. Dan Mahold is the Vice President of Enterprise Mobility at SAP Americas. He leads the North America Mobility Sales Team and works with the Mobility Development Organization and America's Executive Team to formulate mobility strategy. When we come back after the break, Dan and I are going to talk about mobility. It rocks. Dan, hang on. We'll be back in three minutes. Take us away. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP. SAP Systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. enjoying breakfast with game changers presented by sap to speak with bonnie d graham and her guests please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com and you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at twitter hashtag pound sign s-a-p-r-a-d-i-o now, let's get back to Breakfast with Game Changers. And we're back. Dan Mahold, my special guest today. I forgot to ask you, what are you drinking for breakfast today, Dan? Well, Surprise I live in question. Seattle, so oh, we're in Starbucks oh. country. And uh, oh, so I, I'm drinking just, you know, loaded, caffeinated coffee from, <laughs> from my favorite coffee company, Starbucks. <laughs> Listen, I have to go with decaf because I've already got my own built-in <laughs> adrenaline stream when I do live radio. And we have to say something, you and I, about Voice America. We're talk- And I will get back to your question before we, we took the break. Voice America is part of game-changing, Dan. When I started in radio in 1998, I had to drive an hour to a station. I had to go inside and sit in a studio. I wore a headset, and I talked into this microphone with this little thing on top of it. I had an engineer behind the glass. And he would give me the hand signals, we're going on, we're doing this, blah, blah, blah. And now here we are. This is remote. 
It's virtual. It's on the Internet. We have people listening all over the world to us. If they don't hear us live, they can hear us on podcast. We will be streamed podcast on demand. The show will repeat in 12 hours, Dan, at the same place where people are listening to us live now. And then we'll be on iTunes. Is there anything more game-changing about communications than what you and I are doing right now, Dan Mahal? I don't think so. (laughs) <laughs> this is amazing. So now let's get back to you had uh, – we were talking about big companies. We were talking about the culture. The culture of innovation does not come naturally to a lot of big companies. As I read before in a quote about stodgy companies, companies that have been around forever, we know Apple reinvents and colors and changes its stripes every time it senses a blip in its valuation or a blip in the market reaction to something new. They're so flexible, it's like a rubber band that just keeps vibrating. But let's talk about big companies today. In your opinion, in your experience, Dan, how does a big company embrace the disruption of technology? How does it embrace the change to corporate culture? Who has to be the one, the voice on the mountain in that company to say, this is a great idea, let's climb on board? Tell me. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, this is, this is a great, you know, discussion topic and I think, you know, there's many companies that, that do it differently, but I think there's some principles that, that, that we all operate under that, that are common throughout, you know, the global economy. So, you know, a big company is made up of people, and sometimes, you know, we, we tag a, a corporation as this, this thing, and, and really, mm-hmm. it's not that. It's, it's a group of people that, that you know, are, are pulling on the same end of the rope trying to get some great things done, you know, for the world and for themselves and for their families and their communities and so forth. And I think, you know, leadership that recognizes that, you know, inspiring and unlocking that potential in people is you know, is, is, is a difference maker. And, and, you know, all of us have mentors in our lives, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. a teacher or a parent or a business executive or a coach. And, you know, my experience or my answer to that question is, is very related to, to the, you know, the personal experiences I've had. And, and I've worked at, at several companies. Uh, we have a leader at SAP named Bill McDermott who mm-hmm. essentially changed, you know, the, our company forever. And, and I think, the thing that he did that was that was so spectacular is he challenged us to do things, but he never gave us the answer to you know to do them. And and he he basically said to us, you know, I trust that that I'm going to set the direction for where we're headed, and I trust you folks that that you're going to come up with with the programs and the execution that we need to do to get it done. And I'm going to let you operate, you know, in a safe environment uh, that that gives you the chance to succeed and to fail in certain occasions. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're not going to be, you know, punished or reprimanded for that. But but you know, we we do have to get results. But but let's go, let's go innovate. And and you know, that's a tough thing when when you, you know a large corporation you know tries to get together to make some of that stuff happen. And you know, I had a personal experience with, with the leader of, of North America, a gentleman named Rob Enselin last year, and, and we made a big move into this mobility market. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talked a lot about how we organized and reorganized our company to really get us on the mobility innovation train. And, you know, what was, what was most inspiring about my interaction with Rob was, you know, he, he basically said, you know, I, I think I understand what we need to do, but I trust, you know, that you're going to build this organization and make it happen, and, and I got your back. And so leaders that, that put faith and, um, you know, confidence, you know, in the people that, that work for them, I think, makes a huge difference. The other factor that, that I think comp- people that don't work in large companies may not see mm-hmm. is a company is not just the employees that work for it. The, the company is the ecosystem of you know partners that that and other companies that that they embrace to help drive an innovation agenda and what what we do at our company SAP is is we look to you know some of the large companies companies like Accenture and IBM and Deloitte and Computer Sciences Corporation but we also look to small innovative companies that may have 10 or 15 or 30 or 100 employees and these companies, you know, don't have the overhead and the structure, and they, they, they're able to move much more quickly. So companies that embrace, you know, a broad spectrum of ecosystem partners, you know, really, really have a profound impact 
on the innovation uh, cycles of, of their products and their services and so forth. So I think, you know, leadership is, is, is absolutely essential. It's an overused term. But, you know, you look at Procter & Gamble, the, the gentleman that wrote the book that you, that you mm-hmm. referred to. Yes. You know, he, I'm positive, you know, he's, he's got that DNA that basically says, you know what, we got all these people, they're bright, they want to do amazing things, you know, set them free and let's go. Very interesting paradigm, and and Bill McDermott, of course, is a hero to those of us at SAP and leading the way. I hear another word in the subtext here, Dan, and it's the word trust. Because when we talk about game-changing technology, we talk about disruption. We talk about breakthrough. These are words that have a little bit of a kind of a violent tinge to them, if you will. They're words that say, uh, no more status quo. Uh, we don't know what the future is going to be. Uh. Not sure what the outcome is going to be of this. You have to really trust. You have to believe. There's a, I, I imagine there's a whole psychology of when game changing happens. Uh, another question for you, Dan, is can it be considered true game changing if it's gradual? If a company says, okay, we have this new thing we want to do. And in order to do this thing, this new product, this new widget, this new service, we're going to have to build up to it over a period of time. And they do it in a very staged, planned, old-fashioned kind of a way. You know, the three-year plan, the five-year plan. Is that considered game-changing if it ends up with something that's completely different from where they started or do you think game changing has to be that pardon the word violent disruption where bam the company doesn't look like it did today in six months is there a time frame around game changing dan yeah i think it it depends a little on the scenario and Mm -hmm. you know the the amount of capital that needs to be invested to to invoke a change and um you know if you have to build a factory or you know create a new manufacturing process that's a little trickier than setting up you know a new service offering that you know can happen literally overnight so i think you know leaders really need to say what is the scenario that we're that we're moving into and and does it need a, a glass breaking violent explosion to you know to provide a catalyst to get it started or is it is it a more thoughtful uh drawn out process that that re- where decisions you know can can really make a huge difference so the amount of investment the amount of capital you know plays into that but I think in the world we live in today, it's more of the latter in all situations. And, and you know, I can't put my finger exactly on why, but, you know, companies are succeeding and failing in record time in, in, mm-hmm. in, in the modern age. Yes. And, you know, CEOs are, are coming and going, you know, a simple decision that, that creates you know, a, a, a social situation, you know, can, can ruin somebody's career. And it can happen in, in 24 hours. And, and uh, you know, we see this in some of the oil companies where they have some, you know, unfortunate circumstances and, and you know, the leader's gone. Uh, when, when we're talking about bringing new innovation in, I think, you know, it, it, we have a lot of chances now. So there's, there's a lot of areas we can innovate in. And as, as, we, as we go through those cycles, I think the most important thing is that we course correct as we, as we live through them. Mm-hmm. And if we make an investment that's not working, you know, and, and we've already spent the money as an example, it's, it's important yes. that, that we, we have the courage to say, you know, this isn't working, so we need to shut it down and, and move on. Or if it is working, we need to have the courage to, to throw more people and financial resources and so forth, you know, at it. So I think speed across every dimension of our life is 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 coming and it's it's it continues to accelerate you know at some point uh you know we have to ask the question you know we we need to maybe be a little more thoughtful but i don't think necessarily the market often gives us that opportunity so i think speed is 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 paramount it certainly is. And, and when we come back, we're almost ready for our third break. One minute, actually. We're going to talk about the subject of mobility. And I have here in front of me an article. You were involved in a Q&A on leading the mobile charge, bringing speed and innovation to business users and consumers. And one parting thought before we go to break, Dan, I don't know if you're as avid a moviegoer as I am. I've seen 25 movies in the past five months. I'm actually writing a blog with a three-sentence review on each because who can, can remember all of them? But I recently saw Moneyball, 
I don't know if you saw that. Uh, Brad Pitt, if you don't love Brad Pitt and you don't love baseball, don't see the movie. But it's about changing the face of how baseball teams are put together and the risks when you go to a get them on base and get the hits and forget about how good they are out in the field. Just pack those bases and keep them going. Very interesting. Toward the very end of the movie when he's being interviewed by the head of the Red Sox, uh, a phrase was said. I, I'm going to try and find it for our next show, Dan, about how this man, Billy Bean from the Oakland A's, did change the game. Whether he succeeded in winning the pennant that year or not, he changed the game. Very profound scene. So I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We have 30 seconds counting down to going out. You're listening to Breakfast with Game Changers here on Voice America, the business channel. My special guest, my only guest, and my preeminent guest, the man for the job, is Dan Mahold. And if you want to know how he spells his name, if you want to look him up, Google him, tweet him. It's M-A-H-O-W-A-L-D. He's a vice president of Enterprise Mobility at SAP Americas. And Dan, before we finish the show, we have to talk about your nonprofit foundation, www.connectededu.org, and how you're helping to pass the baton of game-changing and innovation and breakthrough thinking to the next generation. I'm very proud to be talking to you today, and I can't wait to hear about that. So let's go to our break. I'm going to refresh my mocha decaf skim with light whip. Time for more whip, and we'll see you on the other side. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network being here with ariel and shia kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern day enlightenment this show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment don't miss being here tune in every wednesday at 9 a.m pacific 12 noon eastern with ariel and shia kane right here on the seventh wave network are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market if so then you need to tune in to profitable investing with jordan kimmel every thursday at 8 a.m pacific time jordan kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on wall street as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP. SAP Systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Enjoying Breakfast with Game Changers, presented by SAP. To speak with Bonnie D. Graham and her guests, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Breakfast with Game Changers. And welcome back for our last segment. Again, Dan, my time flies when you're having fun. We're talking about Game Changers with Dan Mahold, Vice President of Enterprise Mobility at SAP Americas. Dan, you have so much to say on this topic, and I know we wanted to get into the topic of mobility, which coincidentally is our topic for next week when you're going to be joining me with a, an interesting panel, and we're going to be talking about the consumerization of IT. Now, you and I have just been talking about culture changes, changes in how people think about technology and how companies have somebody who's that banner waver, that flag waver who says we're going to change. And even like a Bill McDermott says, we need to do it differently 
go off and think about it, make it happen, and let's put our heads together. So let's talk a little bit about how I call it the outside-in effect on companies today, Dan. Consumerization of IT. I might have an iPhone, an iPod, an iPad. I come into work and I say, hey, I want to be able to get my business calls on my iPhone. I want to be able to have my iPad be my primary Internet source. What is a company supposed to do today when the employees, the staff, their trusted personnel say, I'm bringing my own technology in? What happens, Dan? Well, I think, first of all, they need a plan. <laughs> and I don't think this is, this is a trend that, that can be stopped. And that, that makes it really, truly unique and special. And, you know, it, it, we talked about the I generation at the, at the top of the hour, and, and th- that generation is, this is the way that, that they communicate. And they do it kind of on their time and, and with the device that they want to use and with the tools that, that they're very used to using. And these tools are extremely elegant and simple, and the experience is, is truly phenomenal. And so I think, you know, what we, we tend to do in business sometimes is we, we just want to get the job done, and we don't focus necessarily on, you know, what's the quality of getting that job done. And I think mobile really is being driven by, you know, the consumer generation that says, you know, we're using technology in our personal lives that, that, that we, we truly enjoy. And um, I, I think that the businesses are forced to say, okay, they they love to use this technology and it's it's improving the quality of their lives so maybe we need to design some of these principles into into the software and the applications that we create and you I think you just said a you know, fighting word, though. You just said we enjoy. Are we supposed to enjoy work? Has we that are. Changed I mean, too? well, why wouldn't you? You spend so much time doing it, and, and I think it's our job in in a software company like SAP to make mm-hmm. sure that that experience is is truly exceptional. And we're working very hard, you know, to to, to make that a reality. I can't wait for next week when we're – let me just talk a little bit about next week's show, and then we're going to talk about your foundation. Next week, we're going to be talking about just what we started, the consumerization of IT today, iPad, iPhone, iPod, in business, at home, what I call the outside-in game changers, employees bringing that new technology experience. Experience is another key game-changing word, Dan Mahold. Everybody wants to have a good experience today. They're bringing that right into their companies, and corporate data is going whoosh, right out the door. And that's where Dan said we need to have a plan. We'll talk about mobility, the big picture. We'll talk about devices, big topic. We'll talk about apps Apps, apps, apps. There are millions of apps. Which ones does a company want their employees to have on these mobile devices? And then we'll talk about IT's role in securing data that goes outside the walls and the data that's coming in. And Dan Mahol will be joined by Jack Gold of Jack Gold Associates and by Dan Ortega, who is with Sybase. Now, Dan, you and I have to have a serious conversation about ConnectedEDU.org. When did you start it? What were you thinking? And how is it going? Right, so I think you know one of the things that I love to do is 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 teach, and um, you know if you start a nonprofit, I think the, the the way you make it successful is is you're very focused on on something that that you can really control and contribute and give your really your heart and soul to. And so one of the things that that I noticed was there was some real talent, you know, in in high schools, you know, across this great nation that we live in. And a lot of times, you know, the, the students at that age, you know, can really take a right turn or a left turn. And mm-hmm. the difference between going right, which is, you know, in a positive direction, and left, which, which maybe doesn't have a, a good outcome, is, is a mentor. And, you know, it doesn't take a lot. So what we did was we focused on, um, you know, providing, a, 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 you know, an environment where, you know, an aspiring very talented, motivated high school student could come for some direction about where they wanted to take their life. Mm-hmm. And I think there's some great lessons in business. And most of us work in the business world in some way, shape, or form. And I don't care if you're a doctor or an athlete or a philanthropist. You know, you, you really have to look after you know the the, the way your your organization runs. So one of the things that we noticed was the business curriculum in our high school system, particularly in the public high school system, you know, could could certainly use some improvement. 
Mm-hmm. So we brought some of the best practices from some of the best companies in the world, and, and I focused in the Pacific Northwest and reached out to executives at Boeing and Packar and Microsoft and Starbucks, and I challenged these leaders to to invest some time in mentoring you know, young aspiring uh, high school students that, that wanted to, you know, go to college and, and better their lives. Mm-hmm. And, and the connection that we made between those, those entities was magical. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, my students, you know, continue to, to interface and network with the people they met through our program. Um, you know, they've had summer internships at these companies. And what, what happens is the multiplier effect which means, you know, these students, you know, they go through college, they get a job, and then when they're in there on their way with their life, they're going to come back, you know, into their community and they're going to do, you know, a very similar thing to, to, to what they experienced because it made a difference, you know, in their lives. So that's the principle. It's, uh, it's, it's a great program. We need to do more of it. We need to help the, uh, the United States government clearly with shoring up our education system and rather than sit back and complain about what you don't have or what's not there, you know, if you get involved, you can you can start impacting success, which is, is what we try to do. Interesting. I, I love the idea of changing the culture from the ground floor up. In other words, the kids, if I can use that term, who come in the door at some point, why shouldn't they know about innovation? Why shouldn't they know about business practices? Why shouldn't they understand that eventually if they're going to earn a living, they may end up in a big company or start their own company? And why shouldn't they have a foundation of education? Bravo to you for ConnectedEDU.org. Dan Mahold, I'm going to call you a game changer. Can you deal with that? <laughs> well, can, I can you? That. <laughs> Can you deal with that? We have a minute to go. I have to go back to something I said in the first half of the show. I looked it up, and Game Changer did soar in popularity as a phrase uh, when P. Diddy used it in a rap last year in 2010. So, so much for the I generation, and they are impacting everything. They are out there thinking and growing. We have so much more to talk about, Dan. I'm so happy that you're going to be joining me next week here on Breakfast with Game Changers. You're going to be having the same kind of brew, or are you going to have something a little different variation there in your Starbucks cup next week? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get a little variety and try something new. I'll try that decaf, whatever all those terms were behind your coffee, and see how that tastes. <laughs> well, I can tell you I'm not going to go away from my decaf because we're just flying here. It's been such a pleasure. I want to do a shout-out to a couple of special people at SAP, if you'll allow me. I want to say hello and thank you to Patricia Harris, Joan Sherlock, and Linda Senna. Three very smart ladies who just love innovation, they love game changing, and they're so committed to changing the face and scope of how business is done today inside SAP and out. And thank you so much for this opportunity to bring this show to life. Dan Mahold, you have been the ideal perfect guest on live radio. I can't thank you enough, and I can't wait to speak to you next Wednesday here. And hello to Justin. Thank you to Jeff Spinard and Jeff Gerstel at Voice America. You guys are game changing as well. We'll see you next week right here, Wednesday morning, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. And don't forget, you want to be having breakfast with Game Changers every Wednesday right here with us. Over and out. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Breakfast with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the breakfast conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.